Sincerely, like gurus to turn me up in the headphones and I'm kind of sick because I'm sick because there's nobody else here with me um I think I need to adjust my levels a bit I haven't used this thing in such a long time so you know today I felt like running <laughs> who knows where that is from which movie that's from so I ran to the end of Alabama, and after that, I kept running to the end of Mississippi, and I ran. If you don't know, that's from my favorite movie, um, Forrest Gump. Oh my gosh, and I just started recording, and now I'm hot, so I feel like I'm going to have to do my pod sweating, and I don't know how I feel about that. I honestly don't know, but today I felt like potting. <laughs> For the first time in forever, for the first time in forever, I woke up and I was like, you know what, let me pod. And um, I'm actually a little hot now. The heat is on in my living room and typically I would turn it off. So guess what? I'm going to pause and maybe you guys will hear me for a second, but I'm going to go turn it off because I can't pause this recording. So bear with me. Hold on. I will probably just cut out the <laughs> the white noise so you won't even know that I walked away um but yeah happy Monday welcome to the this is 30 podcast I'm your host Jernique and I'm so grateful that you're listening to me today it is the last Monday of 2021 I believe it's December 27th um and we made it we made it. I can't believe we made it to the end of. Well, I could believe it, but you know, it's been a year. It's been a year for the books. It's like so many things have happened this year, and this is not the wrap up episode. So I'm going to keep it very, um, I'm going to keep the wrap up content very short, but it's been a year, you know, it's been a year. I'm just happy that we've all made it. And I, I can hear myself, guys, but I, I feel like I'm so loud um, and I feel like I sound congested and I'm not sure why that is. Um, but yeah, shout out to you guys. Happy Monday. Shout out to everybody who is on their way to work for the last Monday, um, you know, of the new year. I am home um, because I'm on Christmas break. Thank God. Um, I am also, you know, chilling like a villain top down no ceiling. I'm actually trying to finish watching Chicago Med. Um, I, I'm on, I finally made it to season four and I'm halfway through season four. So I'm, that's really what I've been doing. Um, you know, is watching Chicago Med, um, and just, you know, chilling. My Christmas was really good. It was very chilled, very low key. Um, you know, I gave out gifts to my, nieces and nephews and my siblings and I went to my father's house and we hung out and we had a good time it was very chill this is the first uh, Christmas in a really long time 
in which I did not have to tap into my savings to buy gifts. And I'm so proud of myself. Like, I am very proud of myself because I feel like even though I feel like for the past two or three years, I we have we like collectively as a group, my friends, we've decided not to get each other gifts. It might be three or four years. I feel like it started the year we went to Aruba for G's birthday. We were just like, oh, nah, oh, nah. Um, but. Yeah, since then, we really don't really do gifts for adults um, and it it makes a difference. You know, it makes a difference when I do not have to buy for adults. Yo, listen, and let me tell you, I can't wait till I'm with child so that I could really think with a different mind. Like, you know, everybody getting scarves and hats when I have a kid because my kid has to get all the gifts. I'm giving you scarves and hats. I can't be buying the nice things that I buy. I have to I have to keep it simple. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, like I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. But yeah, welcome to the This Is 30 podcast and happy Monday. I'm so happy that you're here. I have a few things to talk about. It's been a while. Um, I think the last time, well, this is episode 101. So the last time I was here, I was celebrating my 100th episode. And, um, you know, that was such a staple. But I think I said on that podcast that I had been dealing with some confusing feelings as it relates to, you know, being motivated to do the podcast. Um, and th that was a true feeling, you know, as you can see, I didn't record for two weeks. Now, me not recording for two weeks was a little bit of lack of motivation, but also like the December season is like really busy for me. Um, you know, there's Christmas, there's winding down for the second marking period as an educator. Plus, there's so much stuff going on in my school. I teach, I teach after school, and I work a part-time job. There's my little sister's birthday. There's my best friend's birthday. Then all the other hoopla that comes with December. So there was a lot of places to go, things to get, all in between like my work. And I was really tired. Like I, I was tired. Um, and I just didn't have motivation to do a lot. And I didn't have things to talk about. But you know, since it's been so long, I think I have, you know, quite a few things to discuss. Um, the first I wanted to talk about is like COVID, like COVID is not going away. Everybody, not everybody I know, but a lot of people that I know have COVID and capitalism is at an all time high. And I just feel like the government is really funny and finicky. And this is why I really don't trust America because America will do anything it wants to do. Um, the, the, and I don't, you know what, to be fair, what I will say is that COVID is much more manageable than it was when it first uh, became present in America. So a lot of us were scared of it. We saw people dying. They didn't have ventilators, et cetera, et cetera. It was hard to manage. And as a result, you know, we experienced some shutdowns. However, I feel as though with the rising of recent cases, like I thought we were near another shutdown. And granted, I like the freedom of us being able to go eat or go wherever we want. But I just assumed that the nation would do something to curve this. And they said, no, 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 not during Christmas season, not right before New Year's, not when we get all this, this money from the people. And to be honest, 
This year of all years, yo, everybody was outside shopping. Shopping was like really scary this year. It was extremely, extremely scary. Like, and prices to me, there's definitely at least a 10 to 15% price increase on general items than there was last year. And it's really weird. I don't know if prices were low because everybody had been inside last year. But when I was looking at these prices, I'm like, are y'all kidding? Like, this is ridiculous. This is unacceptable. Um, but yeah, Christmas, I don't know. You know, Christmas for Christians is the celebration of Jesus' birthday. But, you know, for America, it's a cash cow. You know, it's um, it's it's capitalism on crack. Like it's like and and to be honest, as I've gotten older, although I celebrate Christmas, of course, and I recognize it as the day we celebrate Christ's birth, it just kind of convolutes things to me because I feel like it's all fake. It's all fake. Like <laughs> it's like there's a lot of I don't feel like religious uh, holidays should be mixed in with, you know, capitalist ideas. And I know that that's the way America works. It's the way Easter works. It's the way Christmas works. Um, I don't really know. I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, maybe those are the two pop most popular, but it's just like, yo, we supposed to be focused on, I don't know, whatever. I'm just saying, um, but yeah, there's my Christmas uh, a speech. And also Christmas as a single this year was kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> it was kind of like, Ugh, like what? All of y'all got the red lumberjack with the hat, the match this year. And I like it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not hating. I promise. But everybody got the red lumberjack pajamas. Everybody. I saw that set of pajamas probably like a hundred times on my timeline. Uh, and I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy for you guys. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, Christmas as a single was kind of like nauseating. Um, and I don't think I've ever like looked at Christmas like that, like, like in a, in a way like that. But this year, I paid attention, you know, I feel like it's also because I feel like I'm at that stage in my life where I'm like, what's next? I only got one. I only have one more thing left on the checklist or two more things on the checklist to me, which, of course, we're always, you know, we're always, you know, uh, I'm not done with my journey of life. Clearly, I'm always trying to get better, always doing things to um um, improve myself, improve myself as a professional, etc. But all the big stuff that's out the way. The the last things on the list is a husband and some babies. That is it. So you know, seeing everybody in their little you know pajamas, seeing all the families cozy under the tree, it's it can be a little triggering. It can be a little triggering. Um, but I mean. It was also a beautiful thing to see. It was definitely beautiful. And you guys all looked very beautiful. Um, and, you know, you give me something to look forward to. I don't even know if I'm going to do the whole matching pajama thing when I be become a part of that space. But I, I like to see it. 
um yeah i like to see it and um dang i wanted to say something else um for christmas as a single um but i'll remember mm-hmm. i don't remember and um i am i am thinking i don't really have first of all like i said this is not the wrap-up episode so i don't really <clears throat> think i have any new year's resolutions at least that i'm going to talk about now but i did want to mention that i do plan to do a detox in the new year like i need it my body needs it she's saying girl and for this reason i have to like i have to like enjoy now um but yeah i'm i'm thinking a detox in the new year i my body needs to be reset um and that's really mostly it um <clears throat> when it comes to new year's resolutions and just you know being aware being present you know doing what makes me happy listening to my listening to my wavy geysers as they tell me things um so I have several stories of things that have happened to me in the past month. One, story number one. One day I was doing laundry in my building and the way my laundry is, the way my laundry room is, sometimes if people don't come and pick up their clothes on time or take their clothes out of the washer or take their clothes out of the dryer, you can possibly end up in a position where you're waiting on a busy day for an empty machine is this annoying absolutely would I ever touch anybody's clothes absolutely not so one day in particular I was washing my clothes the laundry room wasn't even that busy but when I came to get my clothes out of the washer I noticed that somebody had removed my clothes and put them on top of the machine my wet clothes on top of the machine that was next to the machine I washed my clothes in and that person put their clothes in the washer and started to wash their clothes and uh, what really infuriated me when I saw this is because like literally my clothes might have been done washing like maybe five minutes. Like the person literally all they had to do was wait 10 minutes, maybe. But because I, I when I'm doing laundry, I usually keep a timer on so that I'm not one of those people. Um, But the person, you know, took my clothes out and I didn't know who the person was because by the time I got back to the laundry room, my clothes were on top of the and the other person's stuff was washing and they weren't there so I took my clothes I put it in the dryer I'm pissed um I do another load of laundry I dry my clothes and I'm just like in my head I'm like I hope that I'm able to come into contact with whoever put my clothes on top of the washer so there's actually a guy at one point, there's a guy in the laundry room with me and I asked him, I said, hey, did you put like clothes out of the machine? He's like, no, it wasn't me. So after one set of my clothes dries and another set of my laundry is washed, finally, finally, a white man who actually lives on my floor, but I didn't put two and two together at that time a white man comes and takes his clothes out of that same washer mind you his clothes have been done washing for at least 30 minutes you see how 
Somebody gave him the courtesy of leaving his clothes in after they were finished for 30 minutes. But when mine was done for five minutes, he couldn't wait, you know, and I'm not going to generalize white people, but that's like a very white thing. Like I know impatience is a character trait that a lot of people can have, but sometimes I just feel like white people feel like the fuck I have to wait for. And anyway, when he comes in there, I'm like, boom, that's my guy. Mind you, his clothes have been in the washer since I washed another load and dried two sets of clothes. So they've been there in a, for a while. He's putting his clothes in the dryer. After I finish folding my clothes, I walk by him. And at this point, there's two people in the laundry room with me. There's the same man I had asked before. And then there's a, a black lady. She has a hijab on. She's an African-American. And... I said, sir, I said, you should, I don't even know if I called him sir, but I was like, you should really not touch people's clothes because I'm sure you wouldn't like it done to you. I was like, especially when you leave your clothes in here after they've been, after your machine session has been over for over 30 minutes. I said, you wouldn't like if anybody touched your clothes. And he goes, what, what are you talking about? I didn't touch anybody's clothes. And I'm like, yes, you did. You touched my clothes. My clothes came out of your washer and you put them. And he was clearly lying. Like he was like, oh, well, you're going to have to take that up with management. And I was like, no, I'm telling you. And he was like, well, I was like, I was like, don't touch my clothes. I was like, cause this, that's rude. It's rude to touch somebody's clothes. My clothes was wet. You put my clothes on a dirty machine, essentially with germs. And it had just came out of the washer. And he's like, well, don't talk to me. You need to take that up with management. And I'm like, nah, I'm telling you now, if you touch my clothes again, I'm going to, I'm going to do the same to yours. And then he's like, what? I'm going to tell management on you now. So then as he's talking so much ish, cause he's just talking the, I'm like, bro, you could really just apologize. I was like, that's really all you, I didn't really come at you crazy. I was like, you can just apologize. And then the black girl who was in there with the hijab on, she's like, right. Like that's all you have to do. <laughs> and, um, I'm like, yeah, you could just apologize. He was like, I will do no such thing. I will do no such thing. And me and him and I'm like, I right, so the next time you touch my clothes, I'm letting you know, I'm gonna put yours on the floor. So he's like, cause I'm mad now. I just feel like you're being stupid. Like this is, you're being defiant when you don't have to be, you did something that you shouldn't have done. I would have respected if he just said, yo, you know what? I ain't have a lot of time to wait. I do apologize for touching stuff. You're right. You know, I, I was in a rush because I've seen other people do that. And people have come in there and like talk to them. And the lady has just been like, I'm sorry, I was waiting for a long time. I had to go. I have to I have stuff to do, blah, blah, blah. And they reached a common ground. That's all I was expecting from him. I wasn't trying to fight with him. So we go to the we have to ride the elevator together. And he is like, I'm going to tell management on you because now you're threatening me. You've been threatening me. And this is how he's talking to me. And I'm like, I don't really care what you consider what I'm saying to you. I'm letting you know, don't touch my stuff. I was like, you're crazy. He just kept telling me he was going to tell management on me. Then he proceeds to tell me he's going to call the cops on me. And in my mind, I just lost it. And I was very triggered because as a black woman, when a white man is telling you he's going to call the cops on you, you have not cursed at him. <laughs> you have not 
touched him. You have not gotten in his personal space. You have not done anything except do like, except engage in a conversation that is uncomfortable or an argument, but I have not done anything to you. And I don't care if you're, he was like five, six, but I don't care if you're five, six. I ha, you're a man. I have not done anything to you that would make you feel like you should be in fear of your life. So we're on the elevator and he tells me like about three times as I'm talking, it's like he wants me to shut up and he keeps telling me, I'm going to call the cops on you. He's like, I'm going to file a complaint. I'm going to the Elizabeth police department right now. And I'm going to file a complaint. And I was like, after he said that to me the third time, and I hate to play the race card. I hate to play the race card. But after he said it to me the third time with me saying nothing to him, just arguing my point calmly, I'm like, why? Why? I was like, what did I do to you that makes you feel like you need to call the cops? I'm like, is it because I'm black and I'm like expressing myself to you? Like, why do you feel like you need to call the cops on me? And he chuckles. He has his face towards uh, the like the elevator door. So his back is kind of turned to me. He chuckles. And it was that chuckle that white people do when black people start talking about race, which to me is like, that's the OOP. Y'all are gaslighters. Y'all do shit that's very like um, linked to racial tension. And then once we call your bluff on it or once we call you out on it, it's like, <laughs> of course, you're going to say I'm calling the cop. I haven't done nothing else to you. Why is a black woman who is younger than you clearly not doing anything to you? putting you in a position where you feel like you need to tell her you're going to call the cops on her. That's sick. That's sick. And if you've never made it to your life, this man has to at least be at least high thirties, early forties. If you've never made it to your life where you've had conflict with somebody and, and the first resort cannot be I'm calling the cops. I'm sure when you have arguments with regular folk, it's not, I'm going to call the cops on you. What are you talking about? And our argument wasn't even like, it wasn't rah-rah because I'm not doing that in my building. I'm not doing that where I live. I'm, I mean, we were engaging, but I know when I'm upset and fear, I wasn't even like two temps of when I'm really mad. I just was like, I'm not going to shut up, but you know what? That just left a bad taste in my mouth. And and we live on the same floor. Mind you, before, before, let me tell you how some white people are. Before this incident happened, this man would always speak to me so kindly in the hallways. He would be like, oh, how are you? Da, da, da. Even after the incident, I feel like he is so damn stupid that he didn't even realize. He's so like, um, maybe he's so like, I don't want to say fake, but he said hi to me at least twice after the incident. And I kind of like I'm looking at him like, do you not remember we got into it? And you told me you were going to call me the call the cops. And recently I like yesterday, actually, I was going to the elevator and I saw him waiting for the elevator and I waited. And I feel like that's when it clicked to him that I was the girl he got into an argument with. But I feel like every time he's seen me since then, he hasn't even realized that I'm the girl he got into an argument with. So um, yesterday, as I waited 
when I saw him waiting for the elevator, I kind of started walking slow. And then I literally just stopped in the hallway very far from the elevator. He got on the elevator. He went down. And then I walked over to the elevator and I clicked for another elevator. But like, you know what? In 2023, I'm damn look at me I'm crazy in 2022 white people and a lot of people period please do do better do better please because you know this type of behavior is not only wrong it's very triggering you know like if anything I was more so mad at that situation because I felt like this is how people die every day. <laughs> like, really, this is how people die. This is how people get arrested. This is people how this is how people meet their unfortunate fate because somebody wants to exaggerate or, um, you know, sensationalize something that is happening. And because that white privilege is attached to you, sometimes it works in your favor and you know, it, it was just disheartening to experience that. And in my building, especially with somebody with a floor mate of mine, you know, and he's a new tenant. He, he hasn't even been here for a year. So, you know, I, I pray for people like that. But, you know, in every circumstance, you never know what's going to happen. These these a lot. of He was bluffing. He was just talking because, of course, the cops never came or whatever. But a lot of incidents like this, people do call the cops. People call the cops. So anyway, do better in 2022. Let us have a minimum or at, or zero incidents with white people acting crazy, blaming people from stealing their cell phones in the store, harassing them, kicking them out of neighborhoods because they assume or presume that the people don't live there. Police brutality, white on black. Let's let's bring it to a minimum in 2022 as a nation, as as the white collective, if y'all can, if y'all can do that, I think that America would be doing good. They would do good. All right. Story number two. If you can hear my re my ASMR, that's me drinking. Okay. Story number two, I want to talk about women emasculating men. And I'm going to tell y'all where I was at. I was at the dollar store. And this is story time with Santa Nique. <laughs> I was at the dollar store and I was getting balloons. This probably happened a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. I was at the dollar store. And there's a black couple. There's a black couple in line next to me. They're actually ringing up and I'm ringing up at the other register. And this woman seems to be getting a lot of Christmas decor. And for some reason, even though Christmas has not hit yet, the Christmas decor is like already on sale. Like it's 30% off, blah, blah, blah. And it seems like she wants to, she's doing some type of like garland wall or something. So she's getting a lot of stuff. And, you know, she's with her man. Because I'm an observer and I'm nosy, um, I, I notice that she has a Mercedes Benz key. 
Her boyfriend has on Jordans. She seems to have a few designer things, um, but they get, they're giving me urban, you know, <laughs> they're giving me urban, you know, hood, hood, maybe with a little bit of class, maybe, but they're giving me very urban. They from the hood and she's ringing up all her stuff and, you know, she's very um, confused on what she wants and what she doesn't want. So like one minute she's like, I'm gonna get this. It you I don't wanna say confused. You can just tell that she's being budget friendly and she doesn't want to spend over a certain amount, which is fine. So she's consulting at one point, I think she starts to consult with her man. And she's like, he's telling her basically that she needs to get like she needs to get something like she's like, should I get this? And he's like, da, da, da. he's like, yeah, get it. And then she decides she's not going to get it. But he comes back and he's like, man, you should really get that. And I guess she gets I think he says you should get that like two times. And then she just goes off. She gets frustrated and she's like, you keep telling me to get it. <laughs> she's like, you keep get, telling me to get it. Pay for it then pay for something. then." <laughs> and she's so loud, like in the middle of the store. And I was like, oop. <laughs> and then um, he's like, you get on my fucking nerves. And he starts to get frustrated. He starts pacing. And then she like, I'm just saying, like, you keep telling me to get it. Like, and then he walks out of the store. He's pissed because at this point, I'm sure this man is embarrassed. He's very embarrassed. And then she eventually pays for her stuff. And at, even though he's out of the store, she keeps complaining. And she's like, She's like, um, she was like, always got something to say. Always want to get a two cent, but don't never got no fucking money. <laughs> Yo, I'm just laughing because I remember the story like clockwork. And it was so crazy to me because I was listening and I'm like, damn, this is what I think a lot of men talk about when they talk about like women making them feel like less of a less of a man um especially in public I thought that that was a little mean because I felt like he was just giving his opinion so like the question I'm about to address is like if you are a man there's there's okay maybe I'm not gonna ask the question there's three sides to this coin I think the first side of this coin is if you are a man who is unable to provide um or clearly in a position where you have no financial contributions to your household or to your lady right because clearly i would i'm uh, i'm assuming that she would not have said this if because if i'm buying my own decorations and my man is with me right and he's a good man and he takes care of what he needs to take care of that would have never came out of my mouth I'm doing the wall. These are my decorations. If he chooses to pay and help me, um, fine. But now we have to break down. Do they live together? Is he not paying rent? Is she holding down everything? And that's what I assume. I assume that somebody who would say that in public in front of several customers and embarrass you is a woman who is holding it down and she is fed up. She's fed up. Now, my question is, does a man in that position not have a say so? Uh, is he not allowed to have an opinion? Because the way the conversation between them started, I feel like she might have asked him or they were just discussing. So it's like, damn, just because he's not, you're still with him. You're still with the guy. 
I'm not sure why you're with him. Um, maybe he's going through a rough patch or whatever the case may be. Maybe you, you love him and, or circumstance, but you're the, the, you're still with him. You're still doing shopping with him on December, whatever. Is he not allowed to have an opinion because he doesn't have any money? That's question number one. Then question number two is, is that still okay? Like, um, is emasculating a man in public okay? And then question number three is, how should men who know, like, should men who know they're not in a position to provide or help uh, know their place? Now... I don't know, because, you know, sometimes the people who are always in the weirdest position are always the loudest. And, you know, I don't know if that's like a I don't I feel like that's a deficit trait that some people a lot of people experience. It's like the people who don't never got no money always be the loudest about what they want and what they want to see. And it's like, girl, if you don't sit down, boy, if you don't sit down like also, sometimes in our experiences, I'm just bringing up these examples to kind of parallel if I think you should. If I know that I'm always getting in trouble with the law or I'm always in some stuff, when certain conversations happen, I might I might be quiet <laughs> because I know like all I'm going to be able to tell you is my truth. If I know my man is cheating on me or my girl cheats on me all the time and everybody knows and we've known that I've taken my man back. If there's a round table about what you deserve or somebody else is opening up about their man, she leave him. girl. Those be the same. You better leave him. Like, when did you leave? You're still there. And and on some occasions, these are the people who like. They be really loud. <laughs> they be loud. So I feel bad because I feel like I don't know their whole story. You know, I don't know what happened between them. But it's like if he's the type to never have no money, but always want to tell her like what to get and what not to get. She might be frustrated like, bro, you can't help me. You don't do nothing. Close your mouth. But then on the other side, it's just like he could still tell you what he thinks. Like he's probably already going through the hardest of times mentally, I guess, where he can't because he can't do these things. And then the last thing that he can provide you with may be an opinion or his input. And for you to do that to him, that's probably like a big crush. You know, that's probably a huge crush to his spirit. But I, to be honest, I can't really make a fair assessment because I don't know them. I don't know them. I do know that I've had an issue in the past when it came, when it comes to emasculating men. I always want to say the word is demasculating men, but I think it's emasculating men. Um, I don't know why I just always get confused, but I've had an issue with that because I've stayed in situations where I shouldn't. It's like you can I think that you should leave before you get to a position where you have to berate a man and talk to him in that type of manner. Um, I think that in my past, I've always felt like iron sharpens iron. So if I'm with you 
and I'm being mean sometimes is because I want you to do better. I'm trying to light fire under you so that you can get it together. Realize that I'm here for you, but I'm also going to tell you the truth. But I also feel like being in situations like that is a choice and you shouldn't stay just so you could be a broken record every day telling the person who's not doing what you need them to do the same thing. Sometimes the best way to get somebody, sometimes the best way to get somebody to to um to bring about changes to leave them. <laughs> sometimes you got to leave them high and dry. I feel like that. And then maybe they'll understand it. Instead of staying and talking down on them every chance you get or always expressing your distaste with their position, sometimes you just gotta leave. And it doesn't mean like you're mad, you're angry. It's just like, bro, I'm not happy. I don't want to talk down on you. I don't wanna be in that position where I'm I'm speaking to you like this. So let me leave. Let me leave. You take care of your business. Because when you put yourself in a position where you're a man's foundation or his stronghold, especially as a woman, it can be very frustrating. It can be very frustrating. It can be very overwhelming. Um, and it can be emotionally taxing, um, which can cause outbursts such as the one I described, you know, and, you know, it is what it is. But God bless that couple. And I hope that homeboy finds some money or a job because he was suited and booted. He was fresh. That's my issue with some of us. He was fresh to death. He was fly. But his his girl, wife, whatever, put him on blast and said, you don't got no money. You don't have no money. All right. So next, I have written down, this is not a story, but I do have uh, clean breakups written down. And like usual, I forgot why I wrote this down. Um, but I think I might have been thinking about an amical breakup. Okay, this is probably why I wrote it down. When I see exes who are really good friends and I don't want to say hang out, but they're able to be in each other's space. Yeah, hang out. And when I say hang out, I don't mean I don't mean you can call your ex and be like, hey, you want to go to this party? Hey, you want to go out to eat? No. When I say hang out, I mean you guys have a lot of mutual friends. You end up in the same places a lot and you still interact with each other in a healthy manner. Um, I don't know if I could ever experience that. I don't know if that would ever be okay with me. And I know some people say like, you know, I get along with all my exes, but I don't think that, I don't think the matter I'm discussing is necessarily getting along with them. I think it's okay to get along with your ex. I think that, you know, especially when time has passed after the breakup, like you could look at them, you, you know, hey, what's up? How you doing? Catch up with them. But some people are around their exes a lot, you know, they're around their exes a lot. They're not triggered. Sometimes this stuff is recent and I'm just looking at them like I could never, I can't even be around the man I used to talk to without cursing him out. <laughs> like, like, I don't understand how you guys do it. Teach me your ways. 
teach me your ways because I just feel like when you love somebody and, and maybe it just shows that like my issues are substantial um, because, you know, everybody doesn't break up because of something monumental. Everybody doesn't break up because there's a, a huge tension. Sometimes it's just like, yo, we in two different places and, you know, you're a beautiful person and, you know, I'm always going to have love for you, but I don't really want to do this anymore. I don't think I've ever severed a tie with somebody like that, although I think that my breakups have been really calm. Like, I don't really have big blowout breakups where it's like, F you, F you. I usually come to a calm state after dealing with a lot of nonsense. And I'm just like, you know what? This is something I don't want to do anymore. But even with that, all the pain and the trauma that came and all the... um. All the love that's still there, it really prohibits me from like being comfortable from being in that person's space. Like, because one thing about me is like, if I stay around you or if I'm exposed to you or if I'm around you a lot or have to see you or, you know, I'm my feelings will not fade to me as seamlessly and as nicely as I would like them to. I would always still wonder what if I would always still be triggered. Even if I don't want to be with you, I'm just like, bro, if this person could have just got it right, if this person could have just did this, if this person could have did that, or I'm just going to be upset maybe about the things you did. And I don't know how to explain that because it's not like I, I'm not talking about a state of anger where you're just angry. Like if I saw some, but I, I often, I went somewhere in October and where I went somewhere with my cousin. And when I left, uh, 15 or 10 minutes later, my cousin told me that my ex showed up. And when she told me that, I was so relieved because I haven't seen him in a really long time. Like I haven't seen him in years. And despite not seeing him in years, I feel like I would have been triggered. Like, but it's not because I have love for him. Not like that. Like, it's not because I still have feelings for him. It's not because I'm still upset with him. I feel like I just would have been triggered. And I was actually extremely, extremely grateful that I wasn't there because I was just like, you know, God knew what he was doing because I that's not like a space I would have wanted to be in. Like sometimes it's just good to be separate and just like, I'm happy for you. I want you to thrive. I want you to prosper. I want you to be all that you can be. Just don't be around me. That's it. Like, that's it. And I, I don't want to, I don't, and I know like another issue uh, like the one I described before is like sometimes when people are dating and they have mutual friends, it's like y'all have mutual. If y'all have mutual friends and you still going out for me, if I'm dating somebody and we had tons of mutual friends, one of us is going to lose. I'm not either. I'm not coming around a lot or we're going to have to do things separately or or like I said, I'm not coming around a lot. I'm going to pick my battles wisely. I'm really going to pick them wisely. And I know that sounds crazy because it's like you don't want anybody to manage how you move, manage where you go, you know, and things of that nature. But for my for my sanity, 
I just feel like, I don't know. It's not like I got to get a new set of friends, but I'm going to pick and choose where I, I, I insert myself. It's not like I'm just going to be everywhere just because we have mutual friends and we just going to have to learn how to mature and grow. Oh no, no, that can't, and that can't happen if I do choose to reinsert myself or be around you a lot. I need time for healing. Uh, a lot of people don't give their their selves time to heal, to really heal, like especially alone from a breakup or like I don't think that you can heal from a breakup if you seeing this the person that you broke up with every week. You going to the club, you seeing this person. You going to a party, you seeing this person. You going to somebody's uh, friendsgiving, you seeing this person. You're not going to heal. <laughs> I, that's my opinion. I just feel like, and if you are, shout out to you. You're a strong person and, you know, but I think that that can be triggering for a lot of people. I think that sometimes you just got to be uh, humble enough or strong enough to just be like, I'm going to sit this one out. Like, I love you, but I need to do this for me. You know, I'm not comfortable. And I feel like, especially a lot in this generation, a lot of people force themselves to be okay with things that they're not okay with because they want to give off the impression that they can handle it. This is not a big deal. What? Living good, living better. Like, got the Gucci sweater. I'm fine. Oh, he gonna see me. He could see you from afar. He could see you from afar. Like he one thing about an ex is they're going to keep their tabs on you. They're going to know how you doing. You don't have to be in their space for them to know how you doing. They're going to see you living good, living better. If you living good and living better, they're going to know. They're going to know. And if you were a good ex, you always will be missed. You always will be missed. Whether they see you on a daily basis or not, you always going to be missed. They always going to know what you up to. So why even put yourself in that energy field? These are just my thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, just my thoughts, you know, um, word to hove. These are my thoughts. And I do not appreciate you guys and this versus what are you guys doing? Why? What are we doing? What are you guys? No. Why are you guys trying to? Pretend like Hove is a regular human being. He cannot, there's nobody, to be honest, there's absolutely nobody who can win a versus against Jay-Z. Now, will there be entertaining versus? Yeah. But nobody, like he said, can stand on that stage with him. Y'all talking about Wayne? I love Wayne. I love Wayne. Y'all talking about Eminem? I don't have a problem with Eminem. Eminem would be the last person. Uh, Eminem can rap. Eminem was popping when Eminem has a fandom, like especially from the 90s and 2000s. He has a hardcore fan base that is like removed. And he made good music, but Eminem made music for to me personally like a season Eminem first of all the way Eminem raps now gets on my nerves like his flow his cadence is very rappy it's not rooted in making good music it's just like let me show you that I can rap better than everybody and it comes off like very 
um, it comes off very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very technical instead of just like flowing. It's annoying. Um, in the most recent years, I feel like that's how he spits. I don't know. And it's like, bro, why you never used to rap like that. You used to rap with cadence and, you know, on beat and, you know, it didn't have to be so sharp. Um, and like, everybody knows you can rap, bro. Like anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't even think Eminem is a part of that discussion where I don't care about records sold. I don't care about, you know, how many million fans you have. I don't care about Renegade. Stop talking to me about Renegade. Stop it. Stop it. I saw a few memes that was like, oh yeah, Eminem could go against Jay-Z. All he has to do is play Renegade. Ha ha ha. Not funny. Not funny. Not funny. And I like Eminem's verse on Renegade too. It was better than Hove's, but that was his, that was his bag. Renegade is a song for <laughs> Eminem. That song is for Eminem, not Hove. Like, right? That's an Eminem song, right? Eminem is the renegade of all renegades, you know? But yeah, can you guys stop that? Please stop it. I don't like it. Nas, I love him. Couldn't do it. Can't do it. Never seen that. Never done that. He can't. Nobody could go against Hove. We're talking records. We're talking albums. We're talking music. We're talking growth. We're talking cadence. We're talking the king of the double entendre and the triple entendre. Are you kidding we're talking my shit is butter for the bread. They want to toast me like you guys stop it. I don't engage in those things on social media because they make me very upset. They trigger me in a way that I should not be triggered as a 32 year old woman. But they do. And I will not be a part of it. I won't be a part of the nonsense. I won't be a part Mink sent me a meme the other day and it was like the only person that could beat Hove in a versus is Vibes Cartel. Where my guy at? <laughs> and I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I don't want to be bothered by this conversation. And I don't I definitely don't want you non rap loving people talking to me about it. Y'all don't know nothing. Y'all don't know nothing. Y'all don't know nothing. You don't know anything. And I don't like it. Stop it. Okay. Well, I believe that that's the end of my show. I can't believe I made it to almost an hour by myself. I'm always very happy when I do that. Um, but yeah, we have a special, special collaboration and episode dropping for the new year. Um, so please, please, please stay tuned for that. I can't tell you the deets, but please stay tuned and you know keep on the lookout it's gonna be very fun very nice very classy um you know we're not we're not we're definitely not doing what we did last year remember when I had to pull the episode last year oh my gosh I was so turned I'm so happy that you know every year comes with growth you know that episode was a good episode but I was too I was slurring my words I was like it was not good it wasn't a good thing it wasn't good. Um, so, but this year we're going to have fun. 
Um, we might get a little schmeeze, but, you know, we're going to have fun. We're going to be in control of what's going on. I hope you guys enjoy it. But, yeah, thank you so much for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. And, um, you know, don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, any mama, any cousin, any daddy um, to listen to the This Is 30 podcast. I will tell you guys that this week. This last week of school before Christmas break, I worked from home and go upon returning to school on January 3rd, I will still be working from home. And let me tell y'all, working from home provides a different type of not only freedom, but a different type of rest that working from home for a year and a half or basically a year plus during the start of the pandemic in 2019 and 2020, I was like, as as annoying as teaching from home is, as much as you can't reach your kids, as much more work that you have to do when you're working from home, what I will say, right, is that there is a, a warmth f- being able to wake up later being able to run to the store when you need to, being able to get errands done during your break. There's that's that's different. And I didn't realize this year when I started to go to work every single day, wake up 530, 6 o'clock and drive to work, work after school, deal with kids all day. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. So my prayer is that I know I've been talking about like lack of enthusiasm with recording, but I don't know how long I'll be home for. It's not supposed to be for a long time, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to record a little bit more consistently while I am home because I feel much more rested, well rested, and I feel way less stressed. Like waking up early is make me make me a house mother. Please, somebody come and get me off the streets. Waking up in the morning. I mean, granted, I know if I'm a mom, I'm gonna have to wake up early too. But get me out of here. I Waking up to go to work, clock in, teach kids, come home, cook dinner for my... I don't care if it's only myself. It's exhausting. I'm tired. I'm honestly tired. I'm tired all the time. All the time, I'm so tired. So I'm just waiting for somebody to come and take me off the streets. Some Somebody to come and just let me be living at home. Take off your kids. I can be cooking. I can be doing all types of things. Come and take me. Come and get me out of here. Because I can record my pod three times a week. I could talk about motherhood. I could talk, This is mommy. This is mommy. This is wife. <laughs> That's what I'm ready for. The pod's name is going to be, this is mommy, this is wife. You heard? This is, that's all I want. All right. All right, but thank y'all for listening. Um, Shout out to you. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful week. And have a wonderful New Year's celebration. Whatever it is you're doing, I wish you nothing but beautiful blessings in 2022.